Welcome to another episode of the Motivate Grind Succeed podcast, the show that gives you 100% fluff-free, guaranteed, practical, and useful tips with every episode so you can live up to your true potential. If you're new to the show, welcome, and I know you're going to get some value from this week's episode. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. A quick favor to all who are listening, new or returning, if at any point in time of this episode you get some value, I ask that you share this episode with someone and go ahead and rate the show what you think it's worth. All right, with that intro out of the way, let's get right into this week's episode. All righty then, we are talking about today how to activate your own high performance mode. I was working on my laptop today and I noticed that it was slowing down. So I went to check to see why I was going so slow. There wasn't a surplus of tasks that were being run at the same time, but rather somehow my laptop switched itself to power saving mode. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Strange, as I said, because my laptop's always docked and it's always getting charged. So I switched it back to the high performance mode to get the maximum capabilities from out of it. And that got me thinking, how can we put our lives into a sort of high performance mode. And I came up with three areas of life to optimize that if watched, monitored, and sustained correctly, you can experience a high performance mode. And I'm not speaking some random facts that I just read. Okay. I went for about a month doing these three things. And let me tell you, my energy levels saw a serious, serious boost, especially with optimization number two. So stick around to that. Oh, before we get started, please guys, follow me on Instagram at Motivate Grind Succeed that the handle will be in this episode's description. So be sure to check that out as I post content on there every single day. Quotes, motivational sayings, little blurbs. I want to see you all commenting down there. Let, let's get those. Let's get those followers up because I do interact with you all on there all the time. So. With that out of the way, let's get this episode started. So area of life number one, it's food intake. You are what you eat, okay? If you put in junk food, you're going to get out junk food. This reminds me of back when I was in college, and you all have probably heard this story before, but I was in college, and back then I used to depend on fast food like it was nobody's business, okay? I'm talking like every day I would be going down to campus and because I commuted to school, I'll be going down to campus and I would every single day, I'll be going to the same exact Dunkin Donuts spot and I would get the same bacon, egg and cheese on a croissant two for five because they were having that constant deal. So I already knew every single day I'll be spending five dollars and fifty five cents tax and everything included to get me some breakfast that was around a thousand calories of just junk. OK, I went there so much that the cashier person who would ring me up for the food would look at me and she would just ask me, oh, you want the regular? That's when I realized, oh, I've been here way too much. I need to stop coming here so much. And so I did. I stopped going there for about a month because not only did I realize, OK, these people know me too much for one. But number two, this food isn't even healthy at all either, especially growing up when I always had home cooked meals and growing up with those kind of things. I always ended up saying like, hey, this food is heavily processed. It's a bunch of junk and it's not good for me anyway. So I cut it out. Cold turkey, cut it out for about about a month, I would say. And needless to say, of course, I was obviously hungry in the morning because of that lack of sustenance, if we want to call it that. And let's just say after that month, 
I didn't feel too much difference in terms of energy level increase or decrease. I mean, initially, yes, there was definitely a decrease in energy, but after a while, my body readjusted. But after about a month, I fell back into the temptation and I grabbed the bacon, egg and cheese uh, croissant, two for five, grabbed it one more time. And let's just say I felt like I wanted to puke all day. It was not fun. And it, oh man, it was, I did not want to relieve those days. They were not fun at all. And that just goes to show that that food, again, nothing against Dunkin' Donuts as a lot of people go there. And I mean, their slogan is America runs on Dunkin'. But if you put in stuff that your body doesn't know what to do with, that's what you're going to get out. Stuff that you don't know what's what's going on, right? So like you, you don't put in healthy food, you're not going to get out a healthy output. You put in a bunch of Doritos and Mountain Dew, you're going to get out Doritos and Mountain Dew level quality of work because you're not giving your body the proper nutrition and the proper, <clears throat> excuse me, and the proper sustenance that it needs to actually be able to do all that, right? Another example, when you're eating dirty, right? Like just, just dirty processed foods and things like that, some people will go through a type of brain fog, right? They can't think clearly. They're mumbling over their words. They can't really pull stuff back from memory as much versus your thoughts can be clearer when you eat clean. Now, you might not notice it at first, but some people do notice this. Personally, I notice a difference in what I'm eating as when I'm eating something that's overly processed, my stomach just does not like it at all. I will get gurgles and burbles and it will just not, my stomach will not be happy for at least half an hour to 45 minutes if what I ate wasn't like natural, it wasn't clean, it wasn't like straight from the ground type of thing. For example, like I said again with the Dunkin' Donuts, I get that kind of an effect versus if I eat something like Chipotle, I don't get that effect at all. I feel still re-energized. I feel rejuvenated. I feel good, right? And again, this is not to bash either restaurant or not to praise either restaurant as I'm not sponsored by either restaurant. But all I'm saying is that whatever you put in is what you get out. Number two is healthy sleep. This is what I referenced in number two. Sorry, in the intro is that this second point made my life so much better. Healthy sleep, Okay. And let me just tell you number three as well, not right now, but a little later, but just know that number three is not going to be anything groundbreaking either. Because if you listen to the episode that I did with Krista Elza a while back, you'll know that it's really the simple things that you need to do that you need to fix in order to be able to start seeing some serious results. So with that being said, back to number two, sleep. You need sleep. You cannot perform at peak levels unless you are like, a seriously rare specimen of God's creation. You cannot perform at peak levels without adequate sleep. Start by getting around seven hours of sleep, right? Seven to eight hours. If you really want to stretch it, maybe six. But based on studies, you should be getting between seven to eight hours of sleep. This is not rest, but this is sleep. Okay. Rest and sleep are different. Rest is a term of is a form of relaxation while sleep involves REM or rapid eye movement, which is around the 90 ish period of of cycle. Right. Because you sleep in around 90 minute cycles, roughly. It's the one section in that 90 period, 90 minute period of sleep where you're actually able to dream or you're most likely to dream. Right. Going through those phases of sleep. That allows you to actually recoup and recover and actually get the energy that you need for the next day. A rest is kind of like a 20 minute nap. Okay, that's just to give yourself a small little window to just not think about anything. It's almost like a meditation if you were to if first, so to speak. 
right? Rest is more of a meditation and sleep is actually something that you use to rejuvenate yourself, right? Inadequate sleep puts your brain in a similar state of drunkenness and slower reaction times and impaired judgment. And I forgot the actual statistic that there was for this one. I didn't write it down, but there was a statistic that said when you are having a lack of sleep, it was comparable to a certain blood alcohol count, right? I forgot what the actual number was that they actually said, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. But they were saying when you do not have adequate sleep, you do actually have the same kind of reaction times and similar kind of impaired judgment state as someone who's actually drunk. And yet here you are low on sleep and you're driving a car, you're going to work, you're trying to make these important work decisions, and you're basically doing all this while you're essentially drunk. Yeah, you need to get some sleep. All right. If you need to take extra naps, get some extra sleep. If you need to, you know, forego that Friday night out with the boys or Saturdays are for the boys, you might have to you might have to tell the boys can't you can't play COD tonight because uh, you, you need some sleep. Are they going to look at you and be like, boo, weenie and all that kind of stuff? Probably. Yeah. But uh, you need your sleep. And even though they're messing with you, they know they should probably be getting their sleep, too. And number three. Proper exercise. Get that body moving. I like to move it, move it. Okay, come on, there's a reason why they made that song, okay? Bodies were made to move, not just to sit. Okay. You'll be surprised how much moving can just alleviate aches and pains. An example for me, I have very mild scoliosis, right? So if I sit for a long period of time and I'm super sedentary for like weeks on end, like just I wake up, go to the office, come back home. Or even worse, when I'm working from home, I just wake up. I walk like two steps to my desk and then I sit down again, very sedentary. And especially if I don't work out that day, oh man, super sedentary. My back will definitely start talking to me. You can, I can easily alleviate that by doing some pushups and pull-ups. Okay. There you go. Movement. Boom. Pain goes away. No issues there. Right. A lot of people will say, oh, they have achy knees. They have achy legs. This hurts. That hurts. How many steps are you getting per day? Mm, I walk around my house occasionally. So you're probably getting me like one to 200 steps. Science, scientists and healthcare physicians are recommending you should get between six, around 6,000 steps. And if you're really looking into losing some weight or looking into LIST, which stands for low intensity, steady state cardio, you're looking at up to 10,000 steps. Oh yes. 10,000 steps. Oh yes. It's a lot of steps. I know I'm not, I'm not anywhere close to that stage. And because of that, I'm trying to up my step count. I have it right now set to around 6,000 just to try to meet that. And I'm not even meeting that yet. Okay. So it shows you I'm being transparent here. I'm recommending this because I'm trying to get my steps up and I'm noticing when I get more steps up, I'm getting more exercise in. I'm feeling better about myself. I don't have any, I don't have wake up with a bunch of aches and pains, not nearly as much unless I went too hard in a workout. And then of course, when I wake up with some aches and pains, but other than that, I don't wake up seeing like, Ooh, my knee kind of feels funny today. Ooh, my leg kind of feels this way. Ooh, my elbow feels kind of this way. I don't wake up feeling with those kind of things. I wake up and I'm able just to get up and go. Not to mention also the exercise, the endorphin release after you finish doing a workout or after you finish walking around, those endorphins that are kicking in, those will also help to wake you up. So if you're tired, they wake you up. If you're not, if you're feeling a little bit groggy, getting the blood flowing in the blood moving that allows the blood to be able to circulate through your body and since your brain is an is not the biggest muscle in the body but it is the most oxygen hungry i think it's around 20 30 
percent or so of the oxygen in the blood goes to the brain or something like that. Don't quote me on that. Please don't quote me on that. Look it up for yourself. But it's a very it's a surprisingly substantial amount of percentage of oxygen in the blood that goes to the brain. So if you're just sitting down all day doing nothing. And obviously, you're going to start to feel tired because your brain's not getting enough oxygen. Of course, you know, breathing deep and a little bit of meditation can help as it can help to bring in fresh oxygen into the body. But nothing like some good old take five minutes and walk around your, your office floor a couple times, take a couple laps. That will definitely help to wake you up. OK, and if you're struggling to even get started you, I don't really have a tip for you except to just start. There really is nothing else to it but to do it, right? If you want to be able to walk, just like walk around your office or walk around your house when you're done with meetings, just do that. Just walk. For me, I use my smartwatch and my smartwatch lets me know if I've been or it, if it detects that I've been inactive for approximately an hour, right? It'll give me notifications saying, hey, inactivity alarm, you haven't been moving for almost an hour you want to do something you want to stand up do some torso twist you want to do some squats you want to do something to move and of course if you just tap no it'll alert you again and that's when i usually i'll say okay get up walk around a few steps you'll get the blood flowing then i'll say good you're back on track and that's how i do it so with all that in mind let's recap and recoup real quick to live your high performance life number one Food intake. Watch what you eat. And when I say that, I don't mean watch it go in your mouth. I mean, watch actually what you're eating. Make sure it's good for you. Make sure it's healthy for you. Number two, healthy sleep. You need sleep. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you are unless you are a special specimen from God himself crafted to say you only need four hours of sleep a day. You need more than that. Okay, get your seven to eight hours. Your body will thank you. And proper exercise for the love of all things. Holy guys, you just literally as simple as just walking around. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Okay. And I'm telling you because I'm doing it right now. I'm once I finish recording this episode, I'm going to go and walk around myself because my watch is starting to go off telling me I'm, I'm hitting that inactivity alarm. So I'm going to go walk around, take a couple laps around my house, and I'm going to work out a little bit later today too. So there is literally no excuse. Just get up, take some steps. Your body will thank you. And that's all I got for you for this week's episode. And with that, I'm going to bring this week's episode to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in. But before you go, I do have a couple of requests for you. Number one, please subscribe to the show if you found it useful and be on the lookout for new episodes every Monday. Number two, leave a review of what you think of this week's episode. And number three, don't forget to follow me on social media. All the links to that will be in this episode's description. Also, don't forget to always implement the steps that you hear in order to get the most bang for buck out of each and every episode. A goal without the necessary steps planned and taken is just a dream. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you all in the next episode.